All right, let's bring in our panelists and let's assess the damage here. Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab, Colin Martins, Managing Director and Fixed Income Strategist at Schwab Center for Financial Research. All right, uh, Kevin, let's talk some stocks here first, down 3.5%. How bad is it? Well, I mean, you know, relative to a couple of weeks ago, I guess it's pretty bad, but it's just, you know, it's one day. It's also, I think, reflective of maybe a combination of some of the stress out of yesterday and just realizing that Powell's still hawkish, the Fed is still hawkish. But today in particular, uh, some of the bad economic data and poor economic data that we got, whether it's retail sales, some of the regional Fed PMIs, a continued pickup in continuing jobless claims, not as much on the initial side. Um, but I think just the aggregate of all of that um, is reflective of, you know, some of the Fed's policies going to work, but also the fact that the economy continues to slow. And, you know, I think in the in the past few weeks, we've been in this broader transition into a realization, at least from the market's perspective, from the stock market's perspective, that growth will slow from here. And now it's, you know, there's a little bit more of an embrace. Um, and there's going to be more of a focus on labor in the broader economy, less of a focus on inflation. Not that it doesn't matter, uh, but you know, when you digest a number like the retail sales number, it's pretty clear that not only is consumption coming down, but you're also starting to see weakness in goods-oriented areas that are compressing margins. Um, so I think all of that together, you know, there's, there's a pretty good reason for, for a weak move today. Uh, your phrasing of the market embracing uh, economic slowdown uh, reminds me of that that meme where there's like the little guy getting excited going to grab something and then there's the guy behind it like the bigger guy like hugging him bringing him in and it's like in this case and investors are looking at the the eventual end of rate hikes and feeling excited but then they're getting that uncomfortable literal bear hug of uh, the recession that explains the fact that we might actually be able to peak out on rates that's where bonds come in, Colin. The fact that we're rallying today seems to fit right in line with what Kevin's talking about for stocks, that we're no longer selling off bonds after Powell, at least not on the long end. No, not on the long end. It was, But it was actually a pretty quiet day today in the bond market, which is surprising given the sharp moves we saw with stocks. What we're looking at, though, with, with bonds is that we saw much more of a reaction with Tuesday's better-than-expected CPI report than what we got with yesterday's hawkish surprise with the Fed. Um, what we're seeing, though, is a market that's not really taking the Fed at its word. After yesterday's meeting, we viewed it as a hawkish meeting. Uh, Powell told us that they're going to continue to tighten to slow down inflation. And he made it pretty clear that they don't plan on cutting rates anytime soon. And then most importantly, in the projected dot plot, the median projection points to a, a peak Fed funds rate of above 5%. But if you look at the, the short-term Treasury market, the Treasury market's just not buying it. The two-year Treasury yield is basically flat over the past couple of days. And if we look at the Fed funds futures market, it's peak, uh, pricing in a peak rate of just 4.9%. So the markets just don't believe the Fed right now. We think that leads to a potential upside surprise with short-term yields over the next few weeks as the market comes to realize that the Fed is going to continue to hike rates at a slower pace. We think there's room for short-term rates to rise as the Fed does get to five above 5% over the next few meetings. Huh. And then, uh, so w w the yield curve just flattens more than in that case? We think so. Our, our, our base case for, for the, the short term and into 2023 is a further inversion of the yield curve. When we look at the 10-year Treasury yield of below 3.5% right now, we think it can continue to trend lower. 
our, we don't have a year-end target, but as next year progresses, we think it can drop down to that 3% to 3.25% area. And Oliver, mm -hmm. it goes back to a few points you were making before about a potential recession, and that, that's really what the markets are pricing in. When you see long-term yields below short-term yields, that's the market accepting a lower yield now than what they can get with short-term investments on the expectation that short-term rates will, will fall over the next handful of quarters as the Fed is forced to cut rates. Now, again, Powell has pushed back on that, but again, the markets just don't believe him. So, Kevin, how do we assess what's worse for stocks, valuation contraction or earnings uh, deterioration. I, I guess generally we would say, look, uh, bottom line matters the most. Uh, recession then kind of trumps valuations coming down. But when you have as frothy as a market with record high valuations only comparable to dot com, I mean, the last year was pretty bad. Uh, how does that uh, uh, you know, shake out? If we're transitioning from uh, shock inflation driving valuations lower to uh, inflation cooling and recession cooling, what model is there a model for that like how do we assess what pain that means the degree of pain for a recession leg of the bear market versus a bubble pop leg of the bear market yeah i mean i think we're probably past i'll say most of the multiple compression that was you know basically the theme of all of 2022 okay. the rub is that if you were looking for a lower multiple in the market and we probably didn't get there at the time that it started to move back up um, in the most recent rally from october and earnings started to move a little bit lower in an aggregate sense it started to lift the multiple even more um so if you just if you think the market deserves to be trading at a cheaper level um then you just you know that basically implies more downside from here and probably significant downside depending on what's sector you're looking at. But I would caution against just looking at the multiple for the market in a broad brushed uh, way, because you could look at some pockets of, of the market, you know, traditional defensives like staples or utilities. Some of those have pretty weak earnings profiles. So you can't just, you know, pile into them, assuming they'll be fine and give you protection when in fact that, the, you know, some of those members within those sectors are, you know, under the most stress from inflation coming down and having no profit margin protection, um, you know, vice versa, somewhere in the growthier areas of the market like tech or communication services, um, you know, they're probably still too frothy relative to where they should be, um, and they still have weakening earnings profiles. So I don't think that you can take a broad brush view or approach to the market and, and looking at multiples broadly. I think you have to think about not only where earnings trajectories are up for the next year, which that's a pretty slim number right now, but also where profit margin growth is still fairly strong because the number of companies that are exhibiting that quality has just shrunk dramatically over the past year. All right. Uh, well said there. Uh, okay, so we've got one more day left, um, and then uh, data picks up a little bit again, but it seems like we've largely got the bulk of it behind us, expecting long rates to continue to trend lower and stocks to come under pressure. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Appreciate you guys' thoughts. Colin Martin, Kevin Gordon, uh, a couple of really good, uh, strong themes there uh, to end the day on.